I do. And I don't. We are here with another Monday episode of I Do and I Don't Show featuring Joel Van Vliet and Catherine Skinner as your uh, gurus, if, if I may use that term, gurus uh, in the way of uh, div- giving you marriage advice. Um, what we do here is uh, profes- almost professionally uh, read messages that people have sent us to our email at I do and I don't show at gmail.com. And uh, what we'll do uh, with those questions is we will uh, answer them to the best of our abilities. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. And, and, and Kat, uh, how was your week? My week was great. What's happening with you? It's a professional show now, Kat. Um, Am I getting paid suddenly for this? Uh, no, but I feel like if we ever are going to get paid, then we, we got to take it serious. Yeah, we need to start being more professional. I see. Okay. Uh, my week was really good, very illuminating. Okay, you don't have to start sounding like a <laughs> some sort of sex phone worker just because you're being professional. Great. Now, now I said sex phone worker. This is I'm ruined. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> back, back, back to one. Okay. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gmail. I do and I don't show. How was your week, Kat? It was great, Joel. Mm, that's wonderful. So today we will be answering questions, I assume, which were sent to us anonymously to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Is that correct, Kat? That's absolutely right, Joel. Okay. Uh, would you like to begin and uh, would you like to commence? I should use the word commence. Would you like to commence with the uh, question and answer period uh, at this time? Indeed, I shall. Go, go hither. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't even... Fake it. Oh, Lordy. Okay. <clears throat> oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Where did you grow up? Hamilton. Oh, wow. I didn't know that that was a farm community. <laughs> uh, can you farm crystal meth? <laughs> oh, sorry, Hamilton. Um, I've been doing stand-up for over the years, more for fun than as a career. Did I write this? <laughs> Since I've been married with kids. Our kids are two and six months. My wife has insisted on me taking only one gig per month. I'd like to do more shows. How do I get her to understand that I need this outlet? Ooh, that's interesting. This is a fun question because I've been doing stand-up and have a stand-up comedy show. Uh, And so I've, and I I did stand-up like a few years ago and I just got back into it. But one of the main things with stand-up is that you need to, do it as much as possible. You have to keep taking the stage, and that's how you develop your skills and and uh, become really, really good and really, really funny. Uh, which I mean, it's kind of natural for me, but some people need to work a lot harder at it. And uh, <clears throat> so, how does he convince her mm-hmm, so that he needs the outlet? But I think that's a good entry point, just letting her know that like, if this is a skill he wishes to develop, he's going to need to practice it as much as he can. You know, I feel like I just took a moment there to talk about myself because, uh, you know. <laughs> that's because you did. did. Okay, that feeling was correct. Yeah. Thank you for validating my feelings, Kat. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is that it doesn't really matter what it is because um, if you have an interest, like what if it was badminton? Mm-hmm. You know, and I need to play badminton, badminton more than once a month. And how on earth is she 
like saying he can only do it once a month? That's the part that I don't totally grasp because when you would take the stage for a stand-up show, your children would be long sleeping. Like your kids would be in bed for well, a long while. It's that part of it, but it's also like, wow, why? why? Yeah, it's like arbitrary. how much time does does he need to be doing other things that only can we squeeze once a month worth of stand-up? Is it just that the idea of stand-up is so like... I don't want you. That's a waste of everyone's time. Like, that's <laughs> you're nobody, never going anywhere with that you're, hobby. You're, you're not that funny. You're not doing that well. <laughs> and when we see you, it's really you go up on stage for five minutes at an open mic. That's you're not going to develop anything. But and and there's possibly truth to that. But he loves it. He does, and I think and will never grow if he doesn't do it a lot. Exactly, and oh my goodness, I think it's so important. And I'm sure we talked about this in our last mm-hmm. episode for couples to have individual interests that they nurture. Absolutely, and by the way, it's always nice to have a, a spouse that's supportive of your interests. I think it's necessary. Okay, and uh, like okay, if his interest was to go to a flop house and do some of that sweet, sweet crystal meth from Hamilton, farmed from Hamilton, Ontario Fresh, um, you know, and spend the weekend there. I need to take a moment and just give actual props to Hamilton. <laughs> no, you don't. No, but I do because I love that city, and I know there's much more there than. All right, drugs. well, downtown St. Catharines, then whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, we are not innocent here. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think it would be unlikely that he would get married if he had a hardcore drug addiction. Well, that's my point being that you don't want to support uh, bad behavior. Right. You don't want to support things that are ruining toxic someone's life, toxic, that's yes. ruining the relationship. But, like, but stand up is not one of those yeah, things. Yeah, or music. Let's say he was a musician and in a band. Yeah. yeah. Which I am. Um, do you want me to talk about that? I do that as well. And <laughs> Joel, what don't you do besides get married? Sports. And yeah, get married. That's not, that's not a hit. Oh, you're I haven't gotten married. That's like, true. I am free. I can do yeah, all the stand up I want. About it. Like I'm not sitting here going, ooh, I, I did not achieve that goal. Um, well, I'm not married either. And I feel the same way. Yeah. But you. Did achieve that goal once. And and I didn't do it very well, did I? (laughs) Didn't pan out. But so, uh, yeah, I mean, we're in support of this guy's interest Uh and continuing to do it. But she's not. So how do we, two innocent victims of this (laughs) podcast, convince her... To let him go out and have a life, go out and and do stand up. I wonder why she's hesitating about this. Like, is there a compromise they could come to? Could there be like a number beyond one that seems reasonable for the month? Does she like? Is she really? Because there are some really bad amateur stand ups, and I've had nights where people probably have thought that I'm a really bad amateur stand up because it is hit and miss. But maybe he is really bad and she's trying to spare she's him she's just saying the you're never gonna get ba- better babe just don't bother trying but I guess at the same time I already sort of touched on this to say that even if he is the worst if he enjoys it and it's something he wants to accomplish and be better at then he should be able to do that yeah and she she doesn't have to come if yeah, he's terrible she could right. stay home with the kiddos yeah maybe she needs a hobby maybe that's the problem mm-hmm. she's just like resenting him because he has something beyond the house and the children the other thing that may be happening and and um you know this guy this is maybe the subtext of the question that i'm inferring suddenly which is 
stop talking about your wife on stage. Oh. Okay? You know, of mm. course she's saying you can only go up there once a month because she can't be there all the time. So she also needs to get a baby, the babysitter so she can sit in the audience and know that you're not talking about her vagina again. Or, oh, my God. You know, the fact that she only uses a vibrator to have an orgasm. <laughs> and, that was last week. But, um, you know, there could be something to that where it's like, eh she's sick of you talking about her. So get some new material, mm. try that. And maybe she'll be a little bit more supportive mm-hmm. of your hobby mm-hmm. because uh, stand-ups are notoriously bad at, uh, like they'll talk about their personal things. Okay, so how can they broach this together though? How does he bring this up with her? Um, I know you don't like it when people talk, but... Well, how much uh, authority does a spouse have in your life and in your choices and how you spend time, if indeed kind of all the house chores are done and the children chores. Yeah, I think I think that's a dangerous path to tread if you're trying to control where each other is going and what they're doing. Right, but like you? I'm asking that question, like, do you have an insight as to like, is there some sort of way we can say like, yeah, there are things that a spouse can sort of re- request or almost in some ways demand of their their spouse like a certain amount of time being involved in the family duties and stuff well, like yeah, that. Well yeah, I mean that I think that is a reasonable expectation. Right. So where does that expectation end? Do you have any sort of way of I think if qualifying if that? as you said like the household chores are taken care of right. and the kids have are being managed and and nurtured and the relationship is getting attention. Right. So like out of 30 days in the month, I don't know what their work schedules are, but how do they, like how much time are they having together? And then how much time is taking, well, they're going to take care of the kid thing. But after that's all done and, and they go to bed, like are there really only like one, is it one night a week that they're neither of them are working and they can actually spend time together? So she's saying one of the weeks you can take that night to go to your stand-up show. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be that ridiculous all of a sudden. That's Mm -hmm. like, well, I wanted three nights with my husband. I'm giving one of my nights, I get four nights a month, I'm giving one of them over to this stupid stand-up hobby that you're not even good at. (laughs) So that almost goes, okay, that's actually kind of a nice thing that she's sort of saying. She wants him to herself. (laughs) Well, a bit of that and going, yeah, like go do your thing. But if it's a thing where he's home five nights a week with her and she's like, well, you can have one out of all those nights mm-hmm. where you get to do a stand-up gig. And I don't know what level this guy is at and if he is doing uh, shows from for money and he gets to go do 20 minutes somewhere or, and if he has to travel a little bit, you know, sometimes you have to drive an hour and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um like there are very variables there. Um, yeah, that's fair. I think we don't really have a full picture of what the situation mm-hmm. actually is. But let's just say that it is the other scenario where uh, he is home a lot and she's just inexplicably insisting on this one night a month situation. You're saying the, the, the second scenario where they have all the time in the world to spend yeah. time together. Yeah, yeah. I would say that uh, uh, another way of sort of trying to... Um, Obviously, we, they have to have a conversation about it, and he has to say what's important to him, and she's got to grow up and, and let him do his thing. But also, 
Um, like for instance, I do the show in Niagara Falls and, uh, every second, second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Where do you do it, Joel? It's at Camp Cataract. Oh, I love that place. Oh, it's super fun. And it's across from City Hall down on Queen Street. And, uh, so my show, I think I'm going to have it starting at 8.30. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go late, mm-hmm. like till 10.30 or something like that. And, uh... If he were to, say, contact me and say, okay, I'd like to have a spot on your show, but I can't be there till 9.30 and I, I got to leave by 10, I can put him on the show in a spot where he just comes, does his thing, and leaves. Every other Wednesday. He doesn't even need to come at 8.30, sit there and be there for the whole show and leave at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person in the world who could accommodate that would accommodate that. So there's a world in which he can go, honey, I'm going to spend all night with you except for this, you know, hour or half hour or whatever. Don't depends on where he lives where I'm going to whip off to the thing, do my sh- set and, and then whip come back. back. Yeah. So there's room for compromise. Right. Right. But he has to be reasonable as well. Like if it is a situation where they aren't getting enough time together, then he has to be sensitive to that. Exactly. So we don't know all the details, but figure that out and... uh, Just let her know how much it means to you and what it gives you in your life. And it's not like riding a bike. You really have to keep doing stand-up to get good at Mm -hmm. it and to stay good at it, I would assume. I don't know. I've never gotten good at it yet, so I don't know how to stay good at it. (laughs) That's not true, Joel. You're very funny. I think. Thanks, Kat. You're welcome. Okay, question two. Mm-hmm. I'm a saver and my wife is a spender. Typical. It feels like we are constantly fighting about money. She thinks I'm cheap and I think she's irresponsible. How can we meet in the middle? It's just written the way, like, it, um, almost like it could be a song of some kind. Like, um, what's that great old song that that's like... Uh, Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> I can do better. I, you're cheap. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're a spender. No, I'm a I'm saver. Not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that they need a budget. Okay. Next question. <laughs> no, I think they need a budget, but I think in that budget, she needs like a certain amount of money that she knows she can enjoy. Uh, a a uh, a um, uh, an allowance. Well, I don't know that I want to say that a allowance. Wrong word? So people, it kind of implies that he's paying her out. It's their money. Sure. People, uh, they deal with finances in many different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you might maintain your own bank account and all your money that you have goes into that bank account and you can do whatever you want with it. So shut up. Leave me alone. What are you talking about? My money for It's none of your business. <laughs> That's one approach, yes. Right? The other one is the joint account thing. Mm-hmm. But there have to be, as you say, budgetary goals. Yes. So we're going to save this much. We're going to put this much. Uh, we have to spend. This is our mortgage, so we have to pay that mm-hmm. and our bills and all that stuff. And then we have a little bit of spending left over. Yep. Um, so anyway, you look at it. I feel like you know, if she wants to, she's the spender or he's the spender. She's the spender. So if she wants to buy copious amounts of shoes every week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Do women buy shoes? Am some I, women, some I guess. Do women I, buy? Do I don't know. I've, have you heard of women buying shoes? I don't I've, know. I've you, heard of this. Does that ever happen? Um, so if she wants to buy shoes or dildos every week, she can... <laughs> do, do women buy dildos? <laughs> do women buy uh, vibrators, uh, uh, the wands? I have vibrating shoes. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that's, that's coming from your toes, right? You know that phrase? You come... 
from your toes? You've heard that. No, I haven't. <laughs> like, you know that type of orgasm where it's like from your toes. From your toes. Well, it's just like the the that intensity, that feeling is just like right down to your toes. Hmm. Have you ever? Can you imagine that? Conceptualize I, I that. I can idea? conceptualize that. You're that that. What's the word? Of, I want to say flexing, but what is it? What is? What would you call that? But anyway, clenching your toes. Yeah, but and it you clench your happens. Toes? But the the orgasm. Uh, right down to the toes maybe i made that up but anyway i think you did but we'll, we'll go <laughs> coined with it. a phrase see if you can come from your toes listeners um maybe that'll be the title toes something about come toes. from your toes <laughs> i don't want to put come in the title <laughs> just spell it c-o-m-e uh, no one will know they'll think mm, you're talking about how know. i molested Cat, your microphone they're gonna know <laughs> Come from your toes. Come from your toes. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> again, I've lost the, the thread of this What question. the hell were we talking about? They're talking about money. How, how yeah, do they manage so, this um, money thing? You could just, uh, I would say, have your own separate accounts and throw the money that you need for the month into a joint account where you have to pay all your bills and then you say, you agree that we're going to save X amount of dollars each this month for the family or for a trip or whatever. Or maybe just say you save whatever you... And eventually we're going to go on a trip to Vegas. And if you can't afford it, I'm going by myself. Good luck. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's in the spirit of sharing, really. Someone didn't like that idea. Mm-mm. But, um, I mean, there is a uh, reality in which maybe one of them uh, doesn't have an income. And True. one of them stays home with uh, the children, or I don't know. What do we get any other? None employment? No, whatsoever. So there is a, that sort of reality where there's a stay-at-home parent, and then somebody that is the breadwinner, mm-hmm. and then that's going to make it a more difficult conversation because one person doesn't really have their own bank account that they can. Uh, yeah, there is a dynamic there, isn't yeah. there? So mm-hmm. that budgetary question is important. Do you have any other ideas, uh, money-wise, for? These people, like, did you write any good ideas down? No. All right. Well. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you already said, like, if they have a shared goal that they can save towards, that's, like, fun, like a vacation or Mm -hmm. something, I think that's really motivating. There needs to be that, uh, that there needs also to be the freedom of um, spending. Like, you don't look over her shoulders. but you, but. But that just has to come with some sort of structure of this, this is, is your money. Much, yeah, yeah, this is how much each of us gets per yeah. month to do whatever we want. Yeah, with. and I can save it till I'm blue in the face and look at me, I'm so great. I have, mm-hmm. you know, $5,000 in my bank account. What do you have? Minus 2500 Well, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little overboard, sweetheart. Um, I think the debt management piece is an important discussion too, ooh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad news. Don't don't get into debt unless you guys intend to rob a bank together. And mm-hmm. that's a good couple activity. Rob bank a bank. Right. Bra- I mean, it depends how much debt you have. You can break into cars. You know, mm-hmm. you can do little home invasion. Not home invasion. Maybe wait till people are gone. Go steal their meat. Sell that secondhand. Secondhand meat sales? Yeah, secondhand that's a meat. thing? Yep. It's a racket? That's... You mean <laughs> yeah, better believe it, baby. I don't understand. Secondhand meat. Explain this to me. You go get some meat. From someone's freezer, and, and then, then you, you sell it. Sell Who are you it? selling I, this to? That I don't know. Okay, 
I know that there's like set up a stall at the downtown market. I think there's just people in the know. Vinny the butcher. (laughs) He's not a butcher because he's buying, he's selling Zare's branded meat. (laughs) Luncheon meats. (laughs) Luncheon meats from a big old freezer or from a pile in his garage. I don't know. Do you think there's a lot of profit in this shady business? I don't want to encourage it. This sounds insane. But it haven't, look, I have a friend who told me that when she was growing up, her grand, her mother would bring her to buy secondhand meat around the holidays, and there would be a guy who had a pile of meat, and they would buy it from. Meat's expensive. I wow. So you got to go buy the second. I mean, this is another good uh, argument for vegetarianism or veganism because this secondhand meat market is there's a lot of people that are hurting because they're um, they get home invade breaking and enters to their home and people steal their meat. I just don't think this is a thing. I think you're making this up. <laughs> I refuse to accept this. It's a thing. It's a thing. And it, and um, at any rate, try not to get into hideous amounts of debt. Yeah, if you're going to get into a lot of debt, just have a some sort of criminal activity to get yourself out of that. And I would say that the onus in that case is on the spender to sort of organize the heist. And if she needs to, like, if you need more people, um, get the other characters, uh, the person that's really good at bombs or the person that's really good at locks or the person who uh, used to be a security guard at the casino and (laughs) has the blueprints or whatever. This is now turning into, like, Ocean's Eleven? Exactly. That's her job to kind of get those people together. And you, as her spouse, needs to support that, even if you're the saver. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only reasonable way of looking at it. People fight a lot about money. Money's one of the hardest things that couples have to talk about, actually. Mm. So you, even... <laughs> I just love just coming in with that after that nonsense. Well, People fight a lot about money. <laughs> like, no one's actually going to take you seriously. And You just wait. Really? You just wait till so you like, go on Kijiji and someone's like... I got eight pounds of steak. How much? <laughs> oh my God. The secondhand meat market. That could be the title of this episode. Secondhand meat market. That's cute. So talk about money. Be on the same page. Come up with a plan together. Mm-hmm. Try to stay out of debt. Mm-hmm. If you are in debt, start a crime ring. Yep. Okay. Yep. There you go. Answer. I'm on board with all of that except for the last part, I think. The, uh, the crime s- ring part. Oh. I just can't okay. back that up. Whatever. Maybe get a financial advisor to help you get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they in debt? Did that even no, say that? We're no, we're just assuming that she's uh, like racking up credit cards, buying all those shoes. Yeah, I because she's a stay-at-home mom that we've also just decided <laughs> she is. I don't know. I I didn't say stay-at-home mom. I was very careful. I said stay-at-home parent. You're right. I said one of them. I was really, really. I was professional. I was being the new professional Joel. I I am not feeling super professional right now. Yeah, you're really like, like you're sitting the back with my toes. Yeah, this is a nuts. Disgusting. I, I I'm trying Sorry. to make this episode the most professional episode we've ever done, and trying to turn over a new leaf mm-hmm. by episode three of this year. And all you're doing is derailing me, Cat. I just thought it would be nice to change the roles around for a change. <laughs> Switch it up a change little. Change the roles around for a change. Yeah, that isn't professional. You said change twice in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but uh, that is like me in sense, sense, sense. Like I've said that. And I've said, okay, so is that, wait. Yes. We, we have another question though. We do. We have one more question. Good, let's do it. My wife is really, I can't. 
Is this going to be a good question? I don't know. I have the giggles. Hang on. <laughs> My wife is really. <laughs> okay. See, I'm like losing all sense of professionalism. It's just falling apart here. Okay, here we go. My wife is really curious about butt play, both mm-hmm. giving and receiving. Mm-hmm. I can't, for the life of me, think of why she would want to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do it to her, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you know. <laughs> I mean, I do it to her, but that's different. <laughs> how can I explain this to her? Okay, um, how can I explain this? What are you explaining? Why don't you... That you don't know why she would want to do that? Because that's not explaining. That's asking. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he's not into the butt Well, play. that's the... He doesn't know I how don't to know. explain. Again, when you're writing these questions to us, uh, <laughs> anonymous audience, can you have a little bit more information <laughs> than... How can I explain this to her? How can you... There's nothing... You haven't given us anything to explain to her. Well, it sounds like there's a double standard here. Like, he's okay playing oh, with absolutely. her, but... absolutely. But he doesn't want her to play with his, mm-hmm. and he needs to explain that it's different for him to go there. <laughs> but is it different? Well, it it's socially different. It's socially different. Yeah, that's where it's different. But if she's into it, yeah, and he's not into it, it's the it's it is in all ways the exact same because sometimes girls aren't into it. It's true, but in in fact, it's not in always the exact same because there's a prostate involved for a man mm. and a prostate massage can be a really amazing thing. Okay, but I'll just stick to my guns when I said it's the exact same thing in the sense in, in just on the level of consent. Oh yeah, consent should be important. So that's all I'm saying. That's is, right. Is the exa- it's the exact same thing. If someone's not interested versus is interested. Right. So I guess there's no answer to give, right? Tell her you don't want to. Yeah. Like if you're not interested, then just say, no, I don't want to do that. And then she might say, well, I have never really enjoyed you penetrating my bum hole either. (laughs) So why does that have to happen? And then you should be the bigger person and say... It doesn't. It doesn't have to happen. It doesn't have to happen because it's all the same. There's no standard in which it's okay and all women should be okay with it versus all men don't have to be okay with it because it's the gay thing to do, which mm-hmm. is always the... Is that it? That's what, that's what it typically is. that why men be. get squeamish about it? Because they associate uh, it with huge. homosexuality? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't speak for all men, but I think that that is the, by and large, insecurity... And uh, I, I'm not. I just thought it was because, like, that's where poo comes from. No, I I think, especially for a guy that's fine with doing it to a girl. Right. So it has nothing to do with the poop factor. No, they, they're, they, they, as a masculine man, okay, and not my words. Okay. But just culturally speaking. (laughs) But you're just saying them. Yeah. I'm speaking for, I think, the average. Person and and by the way, I'm happy to be uh, corrected, but I don't think I will be. Okay, but do you know how many nerve endings are in the rectal area? Doesn't matter. As <laughs> as for, I would say most guys who are not thinking about nerve endings, um, they don't want to open themselves up to that world because they're worried it will make them gay. <laughs> That's. Not a thing. And I know that that, that, that there, is a is silly no, way of putting it. There is no it. empirical evidence to no. support that if you engage in butt play, you will become homosexual. Right. 
but they are concerned that um, that's a gay thing. So stay away from that area. They're insecure about it. And uh, like, I would say that there is probably the other insecurity, which is the one that women might have, which is it might not feel very good and it might not be a pleasurable experience. So I don't want things in my butt. Hmm. And then there's the other one, which is the hygiene one that you touched on. So mm-hmm. there's a few versions of insecurities, which the first one is very silly. Yeah. But the other two, I think, are valid. Yeah, they can be, for sure. I think if you're not approaching that in a careful manner, it could be quite right. unpleasant. Sure. So, yeah, I would say that um, yeah, it really depends on what his attitude is towards it. But if he doesn't want to do it and he doesn't want to experiment with it and it makes him uncomfortable in general for whatever reason, then there's no reason to go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) As it were. (laughs) Okay. That little brown rabbit hole. I guess I was really stuck on the it's different part of his question. Right. And you're saying, and we can reiterate that, that it's different because he could experience more pleasure through pegging. It doesn't even have to be penetration. Just like stimulation in that area in general. Right, just a little bit of licking. Well, or like a loop finger. finger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look. There's also the perineum, which is sort of in that area. Yeah, but that's that's like night and day. One once you pass a certain point, we all know where you are. Mm. Like the that perineum area is is a nice area. That's a but what if he's like getting so stressed out about it that that's not even on the table? Well, this guy, look, I would say to this guy, if you have some insecurities about it, you know, and you're really closed off to it, fine. But if it's it's not penetrative, and you just want to see, you know, what's the harm in just a little bit of? lubricated finger play in that area you know you you think like why and let's assume that he's not they're not just doing anal like with her Mm -hmm. let's assume that sometimes he's just like playing with her butthole with his thumb or something like that Mm -hmm. why are you doing that like why why would you do that to somebody to make them feel good that would be the reason yeah but he might be doing it because it's hot to touch a butthole but but only a girl butthole <laughs> but only a cute girl butthole yeah but the thing is that you should be doing it cuz you think that she might enjoy that and she is enjoying it or whatever and she's responded to it positively so in the same way why wouldn't it feel good for you mm-hmm. for a little bit of that stuff so like what about having uh, i mean you're right. If he's 100% not into it, it's a non-starter, then mm-hmm. it's not on the table. Everybody has to be consenting. Right. right? But, but arguably, he's talking to us about it. <laughs> so, so we should maybe be forthright with him. Yeah, and say, hey, buddy, if you are at all curious about this, you can try stuff yourself in the shower. Yes, I'm not sure if that's going to uh, give him the same sensation as someone else doing it. It's because, kind of like tickling yourself, I guess, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't really work the same way no. necessarily. No idea if that's true or not. Never even tried it. Well, at the, very le- <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, you could have a really solid shower and then, you know. Yeah, make sure everything's like- really clean. Uh, I'm not going to talk too uh, much about it right now, but I do have a bidet attachment. Getting one of those Oh, is really the bidet. Handy. <laughs> 
the beautiful bidet. Um, but you know, the the fact of the matter is, your question is wrong. It, there isn't. There, there is a difference in the sense of what you were saying, where there could be more pleasure to be had through your butthole than through a woman's butthole. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no difference as far as consent goes, and as far as it's fine either way. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if you're I don't know why you're you're closed off to it, but it's probably if it's not hygiene, it's probably a pretty archaic reason. Mm-hmm. So it won't make you gay. It won't. It won't. It almost sound like you said it will. No, it, it won't. <laughs> it won't. It, it will and absolutely not make you. If gay. she's if she's into uh, you know playing around with that, I mean, you, you might find that it's actually kind of fun. You know, just make sure there's a lot of lubrication. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's true. Lubrication is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question anymore. But clearly. I'm curious uh, whether or not, because by the the sound of the question, like we don't know how far down the butthole they're going, and if if he, they're doing anal sex with her. Maybe she does want to do what's called pegging. I don't know if everyone knows what this is. What's pegging? pegging Joel, are you going to tell the audience? From <laughs> what I've heard uh, <laughs> in the far, far recesses of the dark web, um, <laughs> people have come to me on the street, uh, you know, in fedoras, sunglasses, and uh, dusters with the uh, collar pushed up Mm -hmm. so they're basically detectives and they've said it pegging is when a woman dons a strap on and anally penetrates a man did they tell you this before after they try to sell you secondhand meat (laughs) they open the jacket and they're just like (laughs) on one side it's all secondhand meat on the other side it's strap on dildos (laughs) so it's secondhand meat any way you look at it oh my Um, god (laughs) I just knew that as soon as the word anal was put out on this podcast, it would just be like, we would just run with it. It's a fun, it's a weird, like people are so, anal is one of those things that people are still so terrified of. No, that's not true. It's so common now. No, Kat, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh, but I do. Anal is almost mainstream now. I'm not saying it. people don't do it all the time Mm. and it's not something that every, like, yeah, it's. It, I'm sure it's huge in people's bedrooms, but it's one of those things that's still sort of taboo to talk to about. To talk about, okay, yeah, and sure. even to joke about and to mention. Um, as we talked about stand up, I've done some jokes which hint at or or like they're not anal um, centric, but they have a bit of that bent to them, and people laugh harder at them because it's still sort of you know, shock value, still mm-hmm. a bit of... Why t- is that, t- do you think? Why do people get so uptight about anal? Tight. <laughs> um, because it, because I think w- even though you're saying that everyone's doing it, that's not probably as true as you think. <laughs> Someone's going to backlash that one. Yeah, there, there are a lot of... Women don't talk about sex like <laughs> crude beasts. <laughs> and they don't have anal. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever said that, but... Um, <laughs> But the thing is that, like, um, the, you know, I, I, I think there is a community or, or 
more adventurous people when and it's not even that adventurous as you're saying that will participate in anal sex or 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 butt play in whatever uh way yeah like let's not just say it's all anal sex. yeah it's not just full penetrative anal sex sometimes it's just like the licking or the touching or whatever Mm. um but I think there's a huge, huge population that is scared to death of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I believe you. And that is probably still the majority. And mm-hmm. and fine, because they go, that's where poopy comes from, and I don't want it. And that's good. That's fine. I feel like if it's a hygiene thing, okay. You know, it's hard <laughs> to go like you can't argue it. Yeah. Right? It's like okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's you're not interested. You're scared of it. Okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and also the, I tried it before and it hurt Yep. or I don't get any pleasure from someone massaging my butthole, you know? Okay. That's fine. It's not for you. Um, and I think that there's just that huge, that huge population that lives in that world. And that's, uh, so you're still going to get bigger laughs from that kind of thing because it is still taboo. Um, but just not taboo enough to be like, you, we may never speak of it. You know, it's not like that, but it's it's still a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they said anal. You know. Yeah. I think that the one little button to put on it is, um, if he doesn't try it, he won't ever know that he doesn't like it. That's true. So, um, and I liked your use of the one little button. <laughs> I don't know if you did that on purpose, <laughs> but sometimes they just slip out. Oh, is there something no. there? Oh god. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh you, you know just be a little bit more open and if you want. Yeah. And try it out. I understand the apprehension of having things put in there. I'm not interested in it whatsoever to be honest. <laughs> um but there's still uh some leeway in the area. <laughs> <laughs> That who knows? And by the way, she's into it. She's like, if you can get over just that that one little insecurity, it's not it's not different. If you were thinking it, it's not going to make you gay. And she's going to really have a fun time with it. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like, yeah, she might think you have a cute butt. Hole. Which is not any reason to do something just because your partner no, thinks not, it's a not great entirely, idea. But if you can get over yourself, but if and you're not on a hundred percent no, and you have any part of you that's curious and maybe you just don't feel comfortable admitting to that, just rest assured that it can be done safely. It can be a pleasurable experience, and it will not change your sexual orientation. Can we say that? <laughs> as Cat closes her eyes and shakes her head. Can we can we, can we uh, follow that idea a little further? Uh, which I know, like, no one wants to say like consent is utmost importance. Absolutely, right? No one's ever going to say that consent isn't super important. We should uh, respect and honor mm-hmm. anyone's like yes or no's. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, that being said, he's nervous about this thing, and there may not be any good reasons for it. Like, if he could just open himself up to it, and if there wasn't, I don't know, some sort of historical triggering that was going to occur from it or whatever, I mean, we could uh, maybe find a, uh, like, let's say, (laughs) just to put it in a different uh, framing, uh, let's say that 
some guy was really interested in having sex with a woman's armpit. Okay, which is weird. Do you agree that that might be a little strange? It's unusual, yes. It's unusual. Um, and his girlfriend's like, what? That's weird. I don't think that would be what? First of all, I'm not going to get anything out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly, I think that's bizarre. If she just relaxed for a second and gone, okay, there's something that you enjoy? That's a little bit strange to me, but let's give it a shot. You know, mm-hmm. isn't there like, like that's sort of some of the fun that you can have in the bedroom, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yes. Is it pushing boundaries, I suppose? Perhaps a little bit. So where is there, like, and I think I know the answer to that. Um, how is this done in the best way possible? And if you say communication, I'm throwing something at you. Um, well, I guess I'd better duck, Joel, because I was going to say safe words. Safe words, uh, yeah, if, if, if no isn't in the vocabulary anymore. <laughs> I had a lengthy talk about this the other day, actually. But like the, beyond what you and I talked about mm. at, that, uh, at Camp Cataract yeah. that one evening? Safe words. What happened? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what happened. Okay, well... But- <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the uh, catalyst to the conversation. But just the whole idea that a safe word doesn't make any sense, because why can't you just say no? Yeah, and that's I think I mentioned that when we were talking about it too, and mm-hmm. you had said sometimes no, you want to be able to say no, stop, no, stop, but have it keep going. That's right. It's a scenario. And that's a, like a rape scenario. I guess. Well, Power dynamic scenario, let's something say. Something along those lines, sure. Mm-hmm. So, But th- that's a very specific scenario where those words are not allowed to like can be used and and you can ignore them yeah i guess that's true so that that's important but beyond that if you are just gonna have sex with someone's armpit they should be able to say ah stop that now yeah i'm not into it i'm not that's gross my armpits soaking (laughs) wet with whatever lubrication you're using this is gross um but uh but the point being that uh if you can communicate and people can be a little bit open, then maybe some of those no's can become yes and can be rewarding? Yeah, possibly. I think the no could... Well, I don't know that the no should become yes. I think you should think about why the no is a no. Yeah, sometimes a no is a knee-jerk reaction. Yes, exactly. And then if it's still a no after you've thought about it and been really honest with yourself, then it's a no and that's that. But if there's any room for shifting or opening your possibilities up, as you said, I think it could turn into something interesting. A lot of, like, there's a lot of fear sometimes, it seems, surrounding sexual activities. Yes, absolutely. Isn't Isn't that... I mean, I don't, I guess it's not strange, but it does seem a little bit strange. There's a whole world of people who think that if you even have to like give any forethought to sexual activity and make a plan for this oh is what my, we're going to do Oh tonight. my goodness. I hate these schedule people. I hate the, and the, the thing where it's like, let's not schedule it. Yeah. Let, can it be spontaneous? Yeah, it can be spontaneous, but it also can sometimes not be so- spontaneous. And like, what if you want to play with toys or bondage or whatever? You well, can't just to... spontaneously just fall into right, that. Right, right. I guess you could if you all know where the gear is. Maybe that's what the problem is. Go into the room with the swing. That's one way of... uh, (laughs) Everyone gets the key to the tickle trunk. Yeah. (sighs) But there, there, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of rules that people sort of enter the bedroom with. Yeah, it should just be organic. We should just unfold naturally and see what happens. That's nice sometimes. But sometimes I want to come home and see the bondage gear out on the bed and a 
blindfold on my pillow. No. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, me, me hypothetically too. speaking. Uh, yeah, me too, cat. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I also want to see the uh, whip ready to go and the the hot iron warmed up. And uh, no, there's no hot iron in this scenario. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't have to have to wait twenty minutes for the bellows to you know. <laughs> the bellows, because <laughs> we're you know this Warner Brothers crazy, cartoon suddenly. This is a crazy weird thing going on. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. But yeah, it, it, people need to lighten up. That's it for us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Um, Ow. I don't know if this uh, episode got more professional or less professional. What would you say, Kat? I think it slid really People need down. to lighten up. Let the, <laughs> let the chick lick your ass. So oh, next wow. week... Thanks for joining us for I Do and I Don't uh, Show. Um, you can email us your anonymous questions at I Do and I Don't Show at gmail.com, and we will certainly answer them almost professionally over here. <laughs> I legit cannot get it together right now. Um, don't worry, I got this. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook, and you gotta stop drinking before we record, okay? <laughs> Uh, Facebook and Instagram at I do and I don't show and um, what else happens we'll, we'll be here every Monday we sure will for your listening pleasure and uh, whatever <laughs> wait <laughs> uh, lost the plot on the end there is that all we have to say to these people oh my god what else could we possibly say subscribe rate review Tell your um, friends. You can like our Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. You'll be updated with all sorts of different. We don't do that much on those things, but we do some little posts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love to uh, interact more with our <sighs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great to spend this time with you. Oh, God. Not you, Kat. <laughs> You've been a train wreck. <laughs> totally, totally a train wreck. I don't know what's happening. Um, the sun setting. I think that's what it is. It's feeling <laughs> weird. Um, all right. Well, everybody, um, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> <laughs>